Welcome everyone to another episode of Easy Hacker Reviews. Today, uh, first off, is the first for the channel. Um, for those that are listening to this and not watching it, um, this is the first episode, probably of many. Uh, hitting two birds with one stone here. Um, my, I'm going to be doing all of the, for at least for now on, at least for the foreseeable future, all of the YouTube videos, uh, at least news and notes with games of the night, kind of like what I was doing during the hiatus um, on the podcast. I'm going to make, I'm going to film uh, it on YouTube. And then all the audio will also get put on the podcast. So um, if you're listening to this in the Bleed Hockey Podcast, welcome. And if you're watching this on YouTube, welcome as well. Um, also news on that, uh, according to my distributor, Anchor, also podcast sponsor. Go ahead and check that out. Um, the podcast is now available on Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. So basically at this point, if... You use a pretty much of a major podcasting platform to listen to the podcast. Got odds are you're gonna find the podcast because with Breaker, Pod, uh, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public, um, you also have Anchor. Anchor, uh, our podcast sponsor, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Pandora, and Spotify as well. So. Um, if you have any uh, friends that are looking for a hockey podcast, go ahead and uh, show them this one. Um, and without further ado, diving into some news before we get into uh, Blues and Wild here. Um, Boston Bruins, oh no, back up, back up, back up. Uh, first off, uh, huge congratulations to Andrew Cogliano of the Dallas Stars. As he uh, plays his 1,000th NHL game today um, versus the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, you know, and the fact is the second guy on the uh, Stars' team that got their 1,000th game. Um, it's pretty momentous, and uh, it's, it's no easy fate for sure. Um, it's not a lot of guys in the league um, that get that far, so congratulations to him. Um, some trades, a mess of trades here, uh, along with a little bit dash of a little injury, uh, reporting here. Uh, Boston Bruins have acquired forward Andre Kasha from the Anaheim Ducks in exchange for, uh, David Backus, uh, defenseman, Al, uh, Axel Anderson and a 2020 first round pick. And the Bruins retain 25% of David Backus's salary. Uh, and uh, TSN has hired former uh, Golden Knights coach uh, Gerard Gallant as an analyst. Uh, so congrats to uh, Turk for getting uh, a job after being wrongfully fired. Uh, and also speaking of the Golden Knights, Golden Knights acquire a 2021 conditional fourth round pick from the Winnipeg Jets in exchange for forward Cody Eakin. Uh, Buffalo Sabres have placed... Uh, Zach Bogosian on unconditional waivers for the purpose of 
contract termination, uh, which then update it was terminated, and then update as of today, Tampa Bay Lightning have signed said Zach Bogosian to a one-year, $1.3 million contract. So um, I guess they're just looking to get him on a discount. So um, there you go. Uh, Colorado Avalanche have re-signed goaltender Pavel Franco to a two-year, $4 million contract and an extension with an average annual value of $2 million. And a really good signing for them. Uh, Detroit Red Wings have claimed defenseman uh, Cody Golubev, 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 off waivers from the Ottawa Senators, and Philip Hronik has been placed on the injured reserve. Uh, Minnesota Wild have asked uh, Captain Miku Koivu to consider waiving his no movement clause. However, um. Per Michael Russo, Koivu uh, was only going to wave if he was moved to a strong Stanley Cup contender. However, um, apparently an Eastern Conference team uh, didn't express who that was. Um, also from Michael Russo. Uh, a serious interest from an Eastern Conference team in acquiring Zach Parisi. Uh, and Miku Koivu uh, has also informed the Minnesota Wild that he, per Frank Cervelli, that he is not interested in waiving his new movement clause. So, um, a team that's uh, kind of in a crossroads. Uh, Minnesota Wild, not necessarily rebuilding, but not necessarily doing anything to warrant um, winning because they're not winning, even though they're a couple points away from being in a wild card spot. But they're kind of in the boat that I put the Chicago Blackhawks in, where even though you might be in a position to win, uh, go into the playoffs, you might as well just stay out of them and try to build for sustainability to the future. But... Um, at the same time, I, I I I go and tell the Blues, hey, let's get closer than that, and then they never do. Um, so my words mean nothing at this point. I mean, I'm just some guy on YouTube and on podcast platforms. You know, like what 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 do I have to bring to the table other than mouthing my own opinion opinions on stuff? You know, it's whatever. It's whatever. You know, it's whatever. Um, but yeah, Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, forward Oliver Borkstrand will be missing eight to ten weeks, uh, both with a strained and fractured ankle. Uh, that's not good for sure. Uh, and a decision uh, yet to be made on whether or not he's going to get that surgery surgically repaired, uh, or if he's just going to let you know, basically just put a cast on it and just hope it you know figures itself out. Uh, and L.A. Kings have resigned um, forward Martin Furk, uh, North America, at least in North America, uh, hardest shot uh, record holder. Uh, Martin Furk, 109 plus mile an hour slap shot. Martin Furk, uh, to a two two year one way contract uh, with an average annual value of 725. Uh, K, not too bad. 
Uh, Nashville Predators have acquired defenseman Ben Harper, Ben Harper from the Toronto Maple Leafs in exchange for forward Mika Salamaki, as well as a Maple Leafs placing forward Dimitro Timoshev uh, on waivers. To send him to the Marlies. Uh, Edmonton Oilers forward and captain Connor McDavid is expected to return to the lineup tonight uh, against the LA Kings as he's been having some uh, complications with uh, his quadricep. One of his quadriceps. Uh, and to round out the news as well as trades, uh, at least as of this episode, um, the Washington Capitals have acquired forward Ilya Kovalchuk from the Montreal Canadiens in exchange for a 2020 third-round pick, which is funny that they do that because I don't know when that episode of Tim and Sid came out, but I literally, this morning, when I came off of work, watched a clip of their breaking rumors from Tim and Sid Hey, I know an American watching, you know, Canadian stuff, and it's cool. Um, but Tim and uh, literally six, uh, Sid Sixero literally was saying, "Trade Kovalchuk now. Trade Kovalchuk now. Don't be, you know, parade. Don't buy into him. You know, getting in with the fan base and being an off." off the ice, darling, whatever, just trade him now, and sure enough, Mark Bergevin freaking trades him to Washington, so, and uh, Ilya Kovalchuk makes his grand return to the uh, Metropolitan uh, Division after his uh, departure from the Devils to the KHL, so, um, quite interesting, uh, quite an interesting turn of events for Ilya Kovalchuk for sure. Um, and now, without further ado, uh, let's dive right in to the Blues versus the Wild. Alright, so diving into the Blues versus Wild, uh, the St. Louis Blues taking on the uh, Minnesota Wild in uh, Minnesota. St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, Blues are entering this game 35-17-10. and 10. Uh, Blue, uh, The Wild are entering this game 29-24-7. Uh, first period, uh, Devin Dubnik making a sprawling save uh, off a great scoring chance by Alex Dean, uh, as well as the following rebound that Steen had. Locking up that, uh, blocking up that, uh, that net. Uh, and at 7.33, uh, Matt Dumba holds Alex Dean, uh, saying the Blues in the power play, they don't score on that. However, Jordan Cairo, Jordan Cairo, how you doing? Hashtag holy jumping, hashtag not a big deal. Jordan Cairo from a very sharp angle. <laughs> Which also mean that that sharp angle kind of you know ricocheted uh, from the sharp angle to ricocheting off of Dubnik into the net um, to get the Blues on the board at eleven oh three with Marco Scandella, former Wild player, not a big deal, and Colton Pareko getting the assist to make it one nothing Blues, and then Braden Shen 
not too long uh, after that, at 1443, uh, with a laser of a shot. <laughs> A laser of a shot, boy. Uh, Will Snap Sully boys, Dirty Fucking Dingles boys, uh, given the laser of a shot, gives the Blues a 2 nothing lead with J.D. Schwartz getting a lone assist there at 1443, rounding out your first period. Shots 10 9 in favor of the St. Louis Blues. Second period, Marcus Foligno. Uh, I don't know how he got awarded this goal. <sighs> Whatever. Um, which is why I put with air quotes gets the wild on the board at 143 with Jordan Greenway and Joel Erickson Eck getting the assist at 143. Even though number one, he doesn't even touch the fucking puck, but also the and the fact that it was above the crossbar, so it'd be in a high stick. So I don't know how the hell you award him that. <laughs> I don't know how you award him that. Like. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. But it's okay because uh, Oscar Sunquist gives the Blues the two-goal lead again at 9.28. Unassisted. Not a big deal. And then the Blues pull a Blues. And by the Blues pulling a Blues, the Blues get a too-many-men penalty at 16.05, served by David Perron. And then Brad Hunt trips Zach Sanford to 18-37, rounding out your second period. Shots 11-10 in favor of the Minnesota Wild. Third period, uh, Vince Dunhigh sticks uh, Zach Parisi at 149 uh, in the third period. And the Blues pull a Blues for the second time uh, in the game at 421, a second away from greatness. Uh, served by David Perron. <laughs> and then uh, Ivan Barbashev nets the shorty at 5.04 with uh, Oscar Sunquist getting loan assist on that one to make it 4-1 Blues. Shots 13-6 in favor of the uh, Minnesota Wild. Total shots of the game 33-26 in favor of the Minnesota Wild. Uh, da, 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 da. Blues power play 0 for 4, PK 2 for 2, Wild power play 0 for 2, PK 4 for 4. Your final score of the game 4 1 Blues. Uh, your three stars of the game, third star going to Braden Shen, second star going to Jordan Bennington, and first star going to uh, it's always sunny in St. Louis himself, Oscar Sunquist. And uh, yeah, the Blues, after having a little bit of a losing skid, um, and after um, the whole uh, Jay Bomeister um, incident, um, which looks like, the, you know, everything's going on and up and up with, uh, I mean, the press conference uh, that has been said to come soon uh, on the future of Jay Bomeister uh, is still yet to happen. However, uh, all signs are looking that at least the very least um, he's going to have a, you know, a normal life for the most part um, lo looking good. Um, and the blues are starting to get into the happy spirits again, getting the winning spirit again. Um, it was maybe like one or two games after the incident. They really starting to turn it on and believe this is either the third straight win or the fourth straight win. Um, for sure, um, for the Blues, which is good to see. 
Um, this is what they need to do. They need to create some separation in that central division as uh, Colorado and Dallas trying to, you know, chomping at their heels there. Um, and even though I foreseed, I foresaw uh, the Blues to finish in third, um, at least the Blues of old seem to do better when they are not first in the division like they are now, but uh, I would like, at the same time, the Blues of old before the Stanley Cup win never won a cup, too. So, um, get to see um, how far we go from here. But uh, there's still a lot of hockey to be played. There's at least still about 20-plus games left in the season. Um, see where we go from here. But... Um, I'm liking the uh, the play as of late. I'm still liking the addition of Marco Scandella. Um, and, uh, you, you know, especially the pairing with Pareko, you know, they complement each other well. Uh, kind of, you know, reminiscent of Jay Bo Meester as well. Not to say that he's a direct, like, a replacement for him, but at least um, since Jay is out, um, he's making some really good contributions. And uh, I have no gripes, and it seems that the fan base, at least from Twitter and uh, Facebook, at least, especially hockey Twitter, because hockey Twitter is a freaking toxic, toxic cesspool of freaking uh, hatred for p- players. And I've seen nothing but good things for uh, Marco Scandella. So um, hopefully his play continues to be, you know, admired by people. Um. Which then brings me to uh, Winter Classic news. Which I thought we were done with. Uh, well, I, well, actually, I didn't really think we were done with it because we didn't know who a certain team was going to be versing the pl- team that is hosting the Winter Classic. January 1, 2021. However, let's rewind the clocks to New Mexican version of Easy Hacker Reviews where we kind of foresee uh, who's going to be versing the Minnesota Wild in Minneapolis at Target Field for the Winter Classic. Brings me... To the St. Louis Blues. The Blues have been getting a lot of love lately. Ever since 2017. When they hosted the uh, Winter Classic in St. Louis at Bush Stadium. And then 2018 kind of fell off. And then 2019 when Stanley Cup. This year in 2020 we are hosting the All-Star Game. So it's not necessarily. I mean we're not hosting it. We wouldn't host it. But. If there's any team, at least if we're going just by the Central Division uh, potential uh, for who could be, um, who could verse the Minnesota Wild outside, I don't see who else you'd put other than St. Louis. So just saying, even though it's not that I... 100% wholeheartedly confirmed it and called it, but hey, I'll take I'll take whatever credit. All right, Um, that's given to me. Um, Even though there's probably gonna be none given to me, but it's okay. 
Um, but yeah, Wild and Blues. Um, it was going to definitely be a better matchup than Winnipeg, as I form, as I aforementioned, because the Winter Classic is kind of like the big thing for the American sports networks, and Winnipeg just doesn't really draw that. That's kind of like a heritage heritage classic type deal where it's just mainly, uh, you know, the Canadian broadcasts. That's what the Winnipeg Jets are good for. Um, Nashville was just in the Winter Classic this year with Dallas. Chicago has been in way too many outdoor games. Um, and only won like one. I think they've only won one in like the 10, 11 times they've been out <laughs> outside. Um, freaking. Uh, and yeah, Dallas also had hosted a winter classic. Uh, Colorado, as I also mentioned in that clip, they were having a stadium series, uh, which they're having some uh, <laughs> hatred hatred uh about that because there's people um attend like how they were attending the games and just the jerseys were awful it was just a mess there freaking um i mean yeah um anyone else in the in the central division it just would not logistically and just rivalry wise make sense other than the St. Louis Blues, especially as of recent, number one, the fact that the Blues are a popular team, they're a hot team in the Central, they're on the rise, they're on a rise, getting some popularity, as well as the fact that, that out of all those teams in the Central that have the best rivalry, at least the hottest rivalry with the Minnesota Wild, it would be the St. Louis Blues, especially in the recent of the playoffs, because other than this past time in uh, this past playoffs when we won the cup, that cup right there, yep, Stanley Cup champions, woo woo, um, and we missed the playoffs last the year before that in Game eighty two, and then the year before that, yes, we beat Minnesota, but we lost it. Nashville, and the one before that, I believe Minnesota beat us. I want to say they beat us. Wait, no. No, because we went to, I want to say we went to, yeah, we went to the Western Conference Finals in that year, so um, I don't even think we, yeah, we didn't even verse Minnesota in that that's, uh, year. And then the year before that is when I believe they beat us in the first round. Um, but I digress. Um, history is between the Minnesota Wild and the Blues. And it makes the most sense. And I love love it. And the fact that it's in a location to where not only can the Wild fans be there in droves, but also the Blues fans can be there in droves. It's going to be an absolute wonderful matchup. And I honestly hope for this matchup that by the time that that happens, that the Minnesota Wild figure whatever the hell they're going to fucking do <laughs> with their lineup that has no identity whatsoever. 
and really either just lean into a rebuild or really just try to get something going. Like this, this team's been in limbo since the year it was incepted. All right. It hasn't really had any much traction. And in all honesty, other than attendance, because attendance seems to be a pretty good thing for them, but taking attendance out of the side, I'll go as far as to say, I'm going to go as far as to say that the Minnesota Wild are the new Atlanta Thrashers. Because, yes, the Atlanta Thrashers in their time have never won a playoff series. I want to say Minnesota's at least won one. They've never been to a conference final. They've never been to a Stanley Cup final. But they've at least made it to the second round once. At least once in their history. But what do they have to show for it? They don't have any presence trophies. They don't have any, you know, a lot of accolades. Now, I understand they've only been in the league for, like, what, 20 years? But what do they really have to show? Even though, yeah, you know, I'm a Blues fan. Yeah, ooh, yeah, it took, like, 50-plus years for us to win our first cup. Win or whatever. I don't care. We, we, we. We we got ours, all right. If you're if you're gonna start chirping at guys for their teams about you know winning and whatever, go to Vancouver, go to Buffalo, all right. They they've been in the league 50, 50 plus years, as they're both you know celebrating their fifty year anniversaries, and they both have not won a single cup. So don't be coming at me. But hey, but hey, Wild fans, you got thirty more years. <laughs> All right, you got 30 more years to win your first cup. And it's be like, hey, it took us less time than you guys did. But, you know, whatever. Because uh, we'll be on our third by the time you get your first. So, okay. Um, but, yeah. Um, do like the matchup for sure. Um, and who knows, depending on availability, I would love to go. Uh, even though, yes, I'd have to make sure that I dress for the elements as um, going to the Kansas City Chiefs parade has <laughs> taught me that, um, yeah, um, the shoes that I normally wear do not do good in the winter. So uh, definitely will have to dress for the elements if I was to go to Minnesota because it's even colder in Kansas City and colder than Missouri in general. So um yeah if I ever get the if I get the hop on that chance to uh go to the winter classic I would love to go especially since I did not get to go in uh 2017 when the blues hosted it versus the Blackhawks would have loved it but um it's the name of the game and you know um job I have job comes first um and that's uh and that's that but um but yeah um that's it for uh today's episode um for youtube folks like share subscribe uh video in the corner 
as per usual. So down below if you're not subscribed already. Uh, podcast folks, go ahead. Don't forget to rate and subscribe as well. Um, let everyone know that basically any major podcasting platform, um, this uh, the podcast will be available and. You, and it's also on YouTube as well, at least uh, this episode and all forward, um, at least as many as I can. Um, previous ones, they're not filmed, they're just audio only. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. And once again, like, share, subscribe on the YouTube side, rate, subscribe on the podcast side, and I'll catch you all in the next episode. Thank you very much.